are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, October 11th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you go and follow right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thank you for making Locked On Blackhawks your first listen here this morning. I hope everyone had a nice and relaxing weekend. But if you kept up with the Chicago Blackhawks, then you know that they had the opposite of a relaxing weekend because there are a ton of things to discuss here this morning since the last episode came out on Friday. First, a ton of roster moves have been made in order to cut things down for Wednesday night. The Hawks are now looking at 25 players on their active roster. Then they also had their preseason finale on Saturday night against the Minnesota Wild with a dominant 5-1 victory. Captain Jonathan Taze led the way with two power play goals. And then also, a familiar face is back in town once again, courtesy of Stan Bowman doing what he does best. And then per usual on Mondays, uh, I'll wrap things up with the weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a couple of fan questions right here live on the the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. So a lot of good stuff coming here on the show today. But first things first, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go through this kind of... uh, but kind of, I want to go through all the Blackhawks roster moves this weekend in kind of a, a timeline order because, as I said, it was a little chaotic in order to um, try and cut things down to that final number of 23 by the season opener on Wednesday. Um, and, and things in the last couple of days, folks, have really taken a crazy turn in terms of the Blackhawks NHL roster, especially with the recent injuries that have taken place on the back end. Wyatt Kalanuck, of course is now expected to miss the first two to four weeks of the regular season with a right ankle injury. And then the latest update that we had on defenseman Caleb Jones prior to the weekend was that he was just dealing with some left wrist soreness, and the team really wasn't quite sure how severe that seemed to be heading into the weekend. But then, on Friday afternoon, the club found out it was actually a lot more severe than they had hoped, as now Caleb Jones also will be missing at least the first six weeks or so of the season with a left wrist strain. And not only is that another crushing blow uh, on the back end for the Blackhawks, but also Caleb, I mean, man, he had been so spectacular during training camp and in the preseason games he'd played in so far and really felt like he had done more than enough to secure an opening night roster spot. But now, of course, the Hawks are going to be without Caleb and Wyatt Kalanuck for the start of the year, which opens up the door even more than it already was on defense for Chicago. Uh, Ian Mitchell and Jakob Galvis have been the two guys linked to that situation. They're believed to be the ones duking it out for that final defenseman spot. But now with two guys going down, all of a sudden it appears that 
there could be room for both of them on the Hawks' opening night roster. But on Friday and Saturday morning, we saw several more cuts come. First, on Friday, there wasn't really any surprises with these ones. Uh, Nolan Allen and Colton Dock, the Blackhawks' 2021 first and second round picks, both were sent back to their respected WHL clubs, and neither were going to make the team out of camp being just... 18 years of age, but I do think that uh, both of those guys had their flashes and had some impressive moments over their time spent with all the Blackhawks NHL players. Uh, Clearly, you know, uh, being so young, there's still some work to be done before they get to that level, but yeah, that's expected to be what happens when these kids come up and play during training camp. And honestly, I thought they stuck around for longer than I originally thought they would. Um, But now both are going back to the WHL up in Canada. And then also forwards Evan Barrett and Dmitry Osipov were sent down to the Rockford Ice Hogs as well, putting the roster at that time to 32 players. On Saturday, though, some more of the serious cuts were made out of the, the bubble players, if you will. As we saw, Mike Hardman, Reese Johnson, and Nicholas Bodan all sent down to the AHL as well. And I had talked about that scenario for the last couple of weeks. With the waiver exemption situation being what it was for the Hawks, not a lot of guys on the bubble being waiver exempt. Uh, Johnson, Hardman, and Bodan being a couple of of the few players that are waiver exempt. Uh, So with that being the situation... um, even with the recent injuries on the back end, giving Nicholas Bodan a little bit more of a chance than he had a week ago, um, all those guys were more than likely bound for Rockford. Hardman made a really strong push there at the end of the preseason, but ultimately I think it was just kind of a numbers thing for the Blackhawks. It has nothing to do with his performances, and at some point he will be up at the NHL level with the Hawks. That is uh, not that is without a doubt. Uh, the real surprise here, though, from Saturday that I want to get into was defenseman Jakob Galvis joining those three and being sent down to the Ice Hogs as well. And throughout the preseason and training camp, uh, as things progressed, it, it seemed more and more likely that, that Colleton was going to keep Galvis around. He kept giving him praise, kept giving him uh, opportunities and games with a majority of the NHL guys. And with Galvis having a vast amount of pro experience already from his time overseas and the injury situations... It seemed like, you know, he he was right there in the thick of things to either be that sixth or seventh defenseman for the Blackhawks on Wednesday. But also, with the Hawks being more so limited on the right side of their defense, in in the past couple of days, it just seems more likely that Ian Mitchell is is the guy to have the advantage there over Galvis with Mitchell being a natural righty. So, um... We'll see if this is a finalized move for Galvis being sent down to the AHL, or I also saw Scott Powers of the Athletics state that this could just be a paper transaction from the Blackhawks, and we could actually see Galvis called up in the next couple of days because uh, his contract will help the club financially get under the salary cap limit. So definitely something to keep an eye on, but at the moment, Galvis is down in the AHL with the Ice Hogs. And the last three cuts that the Blackhawks made came yesterday on Sunday, and that now brings the active roster to 25 players. First, a huge development from over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, came out from the Blackhawks, and that is that the NHL has officially ruled that forward Alex Nylander does not need to go through waivers in order to be sent down to the AHL level. And originally... The Hawks had planned for Nylander needing to go through waivers, and they were kind of expecting 
with the way things have progressed in the last couple of weeks, the direction things were heading, it was looking like that they were willing to bite the bullet and send Nylander through waivers, see if he clears. If he doesn't, oh well, that's kind of just how it was shaping up to be. But on Saturday afternoon, now getting the announcement that Nylander does not have to go through waivers, also like he did not have to be protected for the Seattle expansion draft, this all goes back to Nylander having his class status, if you will, uh, changed by the NHL because he's technically only a second-year NHL pro despite having played in parts of five NHL seasons already. So, um, like he did not have to be protected for the expansion draft, he also now will not have to go through waivers to be sent to Rockford, and that makes a huge difference for the Blackhawks in Nylander's future here because now they can give him exactly what he needs at this point, which is both time and games just at the pro level in order to get back up to speed. We all knew that's what Nylander needed after rehabbing from knee surgery. It's It's been so hard for him to keep up to the speed. But with the ro- uh, the roster situation here in Chicago, with so many young guys pushing for that those final spots, and all of a sudden the Hawks have a ton of forward depth. Um, wh- when they were thinking that Nylander would have to clear waivers in order to be sent down, e- even though that was the case, they're just didn't appear to be the room for him. They didn't. They couldn't be as patient as they wanted to be with him if they had to keep him up at the NHL. But now they can comfortably send him down to Rockford, which they did ultimately do on Sunday morning. That brought the rest, uh, the NHL roster to 27. And then to get it down to 25, the, uh, the Blackhawks have also placed both goaltenders, Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban, on waivers. We'll see if either one gets claimed later this afternoon, but as I've talked about all summer long, I've asked Ben Pope about it, Charlie Romeliotis about it. I mean, it was obvious something had to give in this department for the Blackhawks at some point. And I had, you know, Charlie, Ben, and multiple other people tell me that the Hawks were just kind of waiting and hoping that another team would come calling to them because of injuries or a lack of goaltender depth or something, but it doesn't look like that wound up happening. And now... The Hawks could potentially be looking at losing one or maybe even both Delia and Subban in waivers for nothing in return. I'll be keeping up with all the latest on that development here this afternoon. But at the moment, the Hawks roster stands at 25 players with Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban on waivers and Alex Nylander headed to the AHL. All right, that takes care of all the Blackhawks roster moves that took place over the weekend. As I said, it was a busy one. But coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about the Blackhawks and general manager Stan Bowman bringing back yet another familiar face. But first, I need to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more right now at directtv.com. That's directtv.com.
Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now here on the show, let's talk about the one signing that the Blackhawks made over the weekend, which was a bit of a surprise, but also, at the same time, not surprising in the least if you know anything about Stan Bowman and his tendencies as a general manager. With the Blackhawks dealing with some injuries on defense in the past couple of days, as I just talked about, Wyatt Kalanuck and Caleb Jones are both both looking to, to miss some time to start the year. With that being the situation, Stan Bowman decided to go out and make a depth addition on the back end and decided to bring back, no joke, defenseman Eric Gustafson, who of course played for the Hawks from 2015 through part of the 2019-20 season, most notably recorded 60 points in 2018-2019, but the Hawks waited too long to trade him. He then struggled uh, with the transition to Jeremy Calton, his head coach, never could comfortably get into that defensive system, was a liability back there, and ultimately got traded to the Calgary Flames at the 2020 NHL trade deadline, went on to play only seven regular season games for Calgary because of COVID, and then last year, split time between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens, in total recording 12 points, one goal, and 11 assists in 29 games played while averaging just over 16 and a half minutes per contest. And after failing to land an NHL contract over the offseason and during the summer, Gustafson had been playing the last couple weeks with the New York Islanders during training camp on a professional tryout. And with that opportunity, he actually had made the most of it and put together a, a pretty strong camp with the Isles from what I heard. They just simply didn't have the room for him over there. And then that's what led to yesterday TSN's Pierre Lebrun announcing that Gustafson will be signing a one-year deal with the Blackhawks, one year, 800000 for Gustafson, and he now joins a list of, get ready Blackhawks fans, Gustafson, by being brought back to Chicago, joins a list of Brian Campbell, Daniel Carcillo, Adam Clendenning, Vinny Henestrosa, Nikolai Habibulin, Marcus Kruger, Andrew Ladd, Jeremy Morin, Johnny Oduya, Brandon Peary, Brandon Saad, Patrick Sharp, Andrew Shaw, and Chris Versteeg twice as former Blackhawks that have been reacquired by Stan Bowman during his tenure as general manager. So yes, while this is a complete surprise that all of a sudden Eric Gustafson is back in Chicago, I also don't think anyone could say they didn't see it coming at all, coming at all, or are completely shocked because this is something that clearly Stan likes to do. He likes to try and reconnect, bring familiar faces with the organization back, guys who kind of are familiar and know how things work here in a sense and have a sort of comfort knowing what to expect by coming back. Um, This one for sure, though, is a bit of a weird one considering that Gustafson in his last season here, I mean, was just a a complete, I I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but he was a complete liability on defense. And it's pretty obvious that by now everyone knows he really doesn't have anything to offer on the defensive side of things. But more so, what I've kind of put together here, I'm thinking, is now with Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanuck out to start the year, aside from Seth Jones, there really isn't anyone with any offensive game on the back end now for the Blackhawks. So maybe they're trying to bring Gustafson in for a power play role mostly, power play two, 
um, maybe to relieve Seth of some time, maybe to go out there with uh, Kane and Debrinka, try to feed those guys one-timers like we've seen work in the past, 2018-19, when Gustafson had those 60 points. I mean, those three guys were incredible together on the power play, so... Maybe that's why Stan brought him back. Maybe it's not the craziest idea. I don't know. Uh, But other than what Gustafson has to offer on the power play and offensively, head coach Jeremy Calton knows that he has to be extremely careful when using Gustafson at 5-on-5. He'll likely need to play him with either Seth Jones or Connor Murphy or because Gustafson actually can play on his off wing, they, they maybe could play him with Jake McCabe too. Um, but that's probably going to have to happen when Gustafson plays at even strength in order to, to balance things out. Uh, but one more quick thing on Gustafson, though. If the Blackhawks do planning on using him as their seventh defenseman to start the year, you got to think that means Ian Mitchell is probably in line to be in that sixth spot, and then Jakub Galvis, despite being so good throughout the preseason and everything, probably will remain in Rockford at the start of the year unless the team really does need him to help him out financially like Scott Power suggested. Uh, I think just even though I've talked about it on the show, Galvis doesn't need time in Rockford. He already has a ton of professional experience. That still wouldn't be the worst thing for him, giving him a major role there. While Gustafson could be more so the ideal number seven, you don't have to worry about him bouncing in and out of the lineup. Uh, So with Jones and Kalanuk out, I kind of understand why, I think, (laughs) that the Blackhawks went out and uh, signed Eric Gustafson as a depth ad. But once once those two guys come back, Jones and Kalanuk, I do wonder what the club has in store for Gustafson throughout the remainder of this season. All right, that will take care of Eric Gustafson inking a one-year deal to come back with the Blackhawks. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, and now they also have a couple of new flavors like strawberry and grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you like mint. They just sent me a package of cookie dough, which is incredible, and they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more fantastic flavors, all of which also are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out Built Bar for a delicious and healthy snack option, and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on now into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where, as always, I'll be answering a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the show. The first question I wanted to answer today comes from at Life on Twitter, who asked, do you think the Blackhawks are a complete team this year? I don't know if they're 100% complete at this point, but it's obvious that they have a good they they have more pieces around them that they've had in some time in order to be successful. My only concern is 
Just wondering if there's going to be an adjustment period for all the, the new guys that are coming in and also expected to make such a big immediate impact. Both Seth Jones and Jake McCabe are in a new defensive system. Jeremy Colleton run thing, runs things a little bit differently. Also, I don't know if those two are going to remain together as the top pairing. They haven't in the recent past couple of games, but if so, those two have never played together and... and they're going to take some, it's going to need to take some time to figure each other out. And with those two being expected to be the, really the two big time studs on the back end for the Blackhawks, I just wonder how long it's going to take for them to, to start clicking. You know, I do, I definitely think they have the ability to do it and to lead this team where they need to be. I just wonder that if, if in year one, it's just too big of an ask to ask him to do it right away from game one. But I definitely think that this Blackhawks team, yes, is more complete than we've seen since probably 2017. The offense has great depth now with, with Jonathan Taze being back, Tyler Johnson coming in. That allows Kirby Dock to kind of start the year in a third-line center role. There's no pressure on him. There's also a lot of young guys who have taken that next step. The defense should be a lot better. Um, hopefully we can remain healthy and have some better injury luck than we've seen in, in the past week. Um, but yeah, the defense should be better as well. And then there's also Marc-Andre Fleury now in net, who is coming off the best season of his historic career. I know he's getting up there in age, but how can you argue that he could be better than ever right now? So there are a lot of pieces here for the Blackhawks. The only question for me is how long it takes for them, as I said, for, for all of them to click and, and to start firing on all cylinders. Because when that happens, I really do believe this Blackhawks team could be dangerous even in a very deep central division. The second question I wanted to answer today comes from at Captain Krami262 on Twitter who asked, do you think at least one of the goaltenders gets claimed today? Oh, uh, ultimately, I, I probably am going to guess one gets claimed, uh, I, I, although I haven't exactly gone out and looked at who could be in need of adding a goaltender under other than uh, the Buffalo Sabres, maybe. <laughs> but honestly, um... The Blackhawks are hoping that one of these guys or possibly even both gets claimed because first off, neither of these guys have anything left to prove down there at the AHL level and neither of them deserve to be there. And also, with Arvid Soderblom, Kale Morris, and Tom Auburn all looking to split time with the Ice Hogs, the Blackhawks don't want those veteran guys taking away AHL starts from their prospects. So, um, as I talked about earlier, the Blackhawks, why they kept these for for so long as they were probably hoping that they'd have some better luck with other teams needing goaltenders but it doesn't seem like anyone really came calling because with the situation the Blackhawks are in you know I would have taken a sixth for Malcolm Subban because now we could be risking losing him for free same with Calendelia I would have taken anything at this point because they failed to move him throughout the offseason I don't know if they tried too hard enough or if there just weren't any buyers or whatnot but this one kind of befuddles me a little bit I don't know you know, if they do end up losing these guys for nothing, it's kind of like, well, why'd we why'd we keep them for so long? Um, but yeah, honestly, you know, the Blackhawks probably aren't going to bat an eye, uh, and they probably want both of these guys to get claimed. But whether or not that happens, you know, we'll see. But one thing's for certain is we will know in just a couple hours here, and I'll be heading down to Blackhawks practice here right after I get recording this, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll be sure to keep all of you uh, up to date on whether or not Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia clear waivers here later this afternoon. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, October 11th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast as host Scott Colin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.